sweep the leg. You have a problem with that? No, Sensei. Get him a body bag, Johnny! Yeah! Podcast is your host with the most, Mike Macfasunas. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing all right. It's been a long two weeks, guys. Sorry it took so long to get a new episode out to you, but a lot of stuff's been happening the past two weeks that uh, just kind of stopped the flow of getting the new episode out. So today is going to be uh, the Bruce Willis action tribute, uh, action hero tribute, and I'm going to be reviewing Armageddon. And uh, this movie is very, very good times. And uh, just to give you some little news that's going to be happening uh, the next couple weeks. But before I do that, let's get into some movie and music news. guys so it's been a while since I got to the movie and music news section so with today being the 25th of September here is the coolest thing that I saw today and that is which I have uploaded on the Facebook page is the pictures of the full-blown Catwoman suit just by Anne Hathaway and uh, the pictures are pretty cool if you go to the link on the Facebook page and you click on it you'll see um, her full-blown suit from the front to the back. You'll see her ears. You also see some really cool pictures of Batman uh, just walking. And actually, there's a picture of them talking and smiling and kind of laughing together, which is pretty cool. Then you see her walking with Commissioner Gordon, and then you'll see her get on the Bat Pod, uh, which is pretty cool. So I really dig these pictures. So give me your thoughts on what you think. And other awesomeness news is Ghostbusters is returning to a theater near you. The classic original movie. Now, they're going to be showing it through the whole month of October. And it's only going to be on Thursdays, which is flipping weird. I'm not sure why they're picking that date. And it's only going to be at selected theaters. So go online, go to the Facebook page, uh, just type in Ghostbusters. If you like that, it'll give you the information. Uh, or you could go to some random movie sites and they'll go ahead and give you the link. See if your theater is going to get it. I mean, the chances of your local theater getting it are going to be slim to none. It's going to be like the real big... Uh, 
big theaters that would normally get a movie like this. It's still cool the fact that it's coming. Am I going to pay to go see it? Probably not, even though I've seen it numerous times and I have it at home. It's kind of hard to go back to the theater to watch the movie that you're ready to own. You know, I understand The Lion King being a 3D. A lot of people love it, dig it, pretty good stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's something if you didn't know, go check the information out if you are interested in seeing Ghostbusters in the theater. Alright, now Robocop is definitely one of my favorite movies. Uh, the original is just hardcore crazy. I mean, still to this day you can watch it, especially if you watch the director's cut and be like, man, they pulled a lot of stuff in this movie and uh, it's really, I really, really enjoy the movie. Part 2 is kind of ridiculous. Part 3 trying to make it more family oriented but number one though man is really really crazy and the guy that they're gonna try to get to be Robocop is Michael Fassbender I don't know if anybody's ever heard of this guy I haven't really heard of him too much but he is the one that's planned to play the new Robocop alright now all you Captain America fans the blu-ray is gonna be hitting on October 25th so uh, that's pretty good I mean I like the fact that all these big movies are coming to blu-ray pretty fast don't forget in a couple of days you're going to get some Transformers 3 if you really want to see it I'd say just go rent it and then if you really really dig it and you want to buy it don't buy it right away hold off and then wait a couple months until the full-blown set comes out with all the special features as I was telling you guys before so that is going to be pretty cool can't wait to see Captain America I finally saw Thor I thought it was really really good um, definitely definitely good times uh, as I said on the Facebook page uh, any random movie that I'm watching during the week I'm just throwing up some reviews up there uh, just movies that I'm not gonna hit on the show but just movies I think that people might be interested in that I've seen I'm just gonna go ahead and throw that up there thinking about doing a YouTube channel um, I already have a YouTube channel I actually uploaded this Walt Disney film called Little Spies uh, one of the earlier episodes of Show Me the Winston Jason and Dan were talking about how they love this movie and I said I actually have and I said I could upload on YouTube for him and that's what I did and a couple thousand hits later uh, I have people just telling me how much they're so thankful that I've uploaded they've never been able to find it and it's been so excellent to see the movie all over again I never thought that I'd have so much good response from that and uh, I figured well what I would do is, is just do a quick random video of movies that I see during the week and just say hey here's what I thought you know it's cool not cool you know just something a little that I really wouldn't want to spend too much time on the show but I figured maybe I could just throw that up there. So give me your thoughts. Let me know. Sweep the late podcast, yahoo.com. Let me know what you think, if it's cool, not cool. So yeah, just something I was thinking about. Now, uh, Resident Evil fans, Michelle Rodriguez somehow is going to be returning in the new Resident Evil Retribution. I actually really enjoy the movies, even though they're nothing like the video game. I'm, you know, it's kind of like a guilty pleasure for me. But uh, yeah, somehow she's coming back and she's going to be in Resident Evil Retribution and Leon will be joining the new character as well. And if you are a fan of the CGI film, they are also making a sequel to that as well and that will come out in 2012. So that is going to be some good time.
times there. I'm sorry guys if I sound like crap. I'm just kind of kind of sick, but at the same time, you know, I'm really pumped after yesterday watching some Armageddon, so I really wanted to get this review out to you, so I apologize if I don't sound as upbeat as I normally do or if my voice just sounds bad, but I definitely wanted to get this out to you. And the reason why is that this is going to be it's not going to be the last action hero tribute. It's just I'm going to be taking a break. Um Next week is going to be the start of October, and that's when I'm going to be starting my October Fest, where I'm going to be reviewing John Carpenter's Halloween along with its sequel, Silver Bullet, and The Crow. I'm definitely trying to get that all worked out. See, the plan is to have Ty come on and talk The Crow. I've already talked, already talked to Jason to see if he'd be able to come on, but he's in the process of filming a film, so he unfortunately can't come on, which is totally fine. I, I kind of figured he wouldn't because I know how busy he is trying to get stars on there as well. See, it's kind of hard to get everybody's schedule together, you know, because I record a certain time, stars records at a certain time, Ty records at a certain time, so trying to get all that together is kind of it's kind of hard, but the plan is to have the crow come out at some point in October if I can get everything worked out. So, but for sure, it's definitely going to be John Carpenter's Halloween, Halloween 2, and Silver Bullet. And then after the Oktoberfest is over, then I'm going to do Short Circuit 1 and Short Circuit 2. And then after that, I'll go back and finish the rest of the Action Hero Tribute series. You know, I don't want to get onto a series, and especially if people don't like that particular series and just keep going with it, I kind of want to maybe break it up a little bit here and there. So just to give you a heads up that uh, it's not that I'm not going to be doing it anymore because, you know, the plan is still to do Stigall and Van Dam and stuff. So I just want to let you guys know that with all the new episodes coming out after this one, that the Action Hero series will be coming back. It's just going to be taking a break. Kind of like Film and Focus did on the whole horror series that they were doing. They did it for so many weeks and then they were taking a break and they'll come back to it eventually. So that's pretty much it in regards to podcast news and movie news. Now here's the stuff I have in regards to uh, music news. So I don't dig Tony Bennett. Uh, I don't dig his music. I don't dig the guy. I personally think he's a douchebag. But there are some people that actually like this guy. And he's 85 years old. And he's actually the oldest living artist ever to hit um, the Hot 100 on Billboard. Again, not a fan of the guy. I don't like any of his music. And I, just every time I've ever seen him on TV or whatever, he's just a complete jerk. But uh, I... For the people out there that actually like this guy, I just wanted to give you a heads up that that's something that he's done, and he might actually hit number one. So, And R.E.M. Uh, is broken up as well. If you are a fan of that band, they've been around for about 31 years now. So if you haven't heard the news already, they are currently uh, breaking their... Well, they already broke up. So just to give you guys a heads up in regards to that. So uh, otherwise, that is... Oh yeah, also Taylor Swift, she is announcing uh, her Speak Now live CD, uh, CD DVD. Uh, her last tour was very, very successful. I really dig Taylor Swift. If you liked her last CD, which was very, very good, she had a lot of good uh, singles come off of that. She has recorded the live version of her concert, and that's going to be coming to you on November 21st. So that's it, guys, for movie and music news. Let's get into the movie review of Armageddon. Life is short. 
I love you. Love is forever. Will you marry me? Gracie grew up to become a full-blown hottie. You're talking about my little girl, right? But you never know what the future holds. Until it hits. The meteor shower. This new one you're tracking. How big? It's what we call a global killer. Nothing would survive, not even bacteria. The United States government just asked us to save the world. Anybody want to say no? You think we'll get hazard pay out of this? We'll do it. They've made a few requests, though. Such as? Oscar here has got some outstanding parking tickets. Uh, Max would like you to bring back eight-track tapes. Not sure if that's going to work. Yeah, one more thing. Um, none of them want to pay taxes again. Ever. United States astronauts train for years. You have 12 days. You stick that in me, I'm going to stab you in the heart with it. On July 1st. Tell me you've never let anybody down before. I never quit yet. How's that? Earth's darkest day. How you feeling? Good. Considering I've never been this scared in my entire life. Will be man's finest hour. I'm marrying you. That's you. Bruce Willis. Billy Bob Thornton. Liv Tyler. Ben Affleck. Will Patton. Semi. Whoa! This is so much fun, it's freaking! All the time in the world. We have 18 minutes to zero barrier. He's all they've got. We all gotta die, right? Yeah. I'm like, I guess to do is saving the world. Yeah! We didn't think I'm gonna quit! We never quit! Jerry Bruckheimer production, directed by Michael Bay. All right, Armageddon is the movie that I'm going to be reviewing, and I am super pumped to talk about this film. Now, you're probably wondering, Mike, what is up with the fact of you are reviewing Armageddon and you're not reviewing Die Hard? Do I have any problems against Die Hard? No. I think Die Hard movies are great. I love them. I watch them all the time. Armageddon, though, has definitely a special place in my heart. And uh, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Here's the thing, man. Armageddon, uh, it's the first Michael Bay film I ever saw. And I know people have a lot of Michael Bay hate. But this is earlier in his career where things didn't get too crazy. I mean, the story is definitely over the action, I would say. Uh, at least for the first half of the film and the second half is kind of balanced out. You got 50% action and 50% story. Michael Bay, I mean, I think if he would have continued to make all of his films just like this one, the guy would, I mean, he's already a humongous director now and a huge money maker. But I think he would be more respected than he is currently now because now it's all action is over anything else, you know. Um, Bruce Willis. I've seen almost every Bruce Willis film. I love Bruce Willis. He's my second favorite. I told you Arnold's my first. Bruce would be my second. Bruce has always been the... Uh, I always consider Arnold to be the king of the one-liners, and Bruce would be number two, especially The Last Boy Scout. The Last Boy Scout is so much fun, and the one-liners is like almost any word out of his mouth is a one-liner in that film. But Armageddon, though, it has... 
um, action, it has comedy, it has drama. Uh, I absolutely flipping love it. And a great cast, great acting. Um, gonna have to kind of stick up for myself on this film because of the fact of uh, people have problems with this film and I guess it, re it revolves around, around the plot. Now, it's mostly people that are very scientific kind of thing. I'm one of those guys when I first went in the theater and saw it, I, I'm not a, I'm not a science major. I don't know a lot about, you know, if, if this was really to happen, if, if this is how you would do it. But you know what? The story sucks me in so much that I go along with everything that a scientist has to say and I believe it. Okay. And I'm not the one that's going to pick apart this film and say, well, you, this could never happen because of this, or this could never happen because of this. I mean, yes, this is definitely a fun film, but it is very, I mean, there's one moment where you'll be laughing and the next minute you're just like, oh my gosh, or you could be crying. You know, it's, it just depends on how much you really want to sink yourself into this film. So kind of the, kind of the basics. Movie came out 1998 and disaster films. I flip and love disaster films. Okay. Day After Tomorrow is my all time favorite disaster film. Armageddon, I don't consider to be. Uh, a disaster film I would put with like the day after tomorrow because of the fact of the destruction that happens is like maybe two scenes kind of thing uh, versus day after tomorrow it's like they spend like 20 minutes on destruction and that kind of thing so uh, it's produced by Jerry Bruckenheimer which is you know kind of goes hand in hand with Michael Bay nowadays released by Touchstone Pictures now we have Bruce Willis we have Ben Affleck I'm going to talk about that. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler, Owen Wilson, Will Patton, Peter Stormware, William Fitchner, Michael Clark Duncan, and Steve Buscemi. Uh, some good times. Now, Armageddon opened in theaters only two and a half months after the similar impact-based movie Deep Impact came out starring Morgan Freeman. Now, I really, really enjoy Deep Impact. The big difference between Deep Impact and Armageddon is is Deep Impact is a very serious film. There's maybe one or two times that you'll laugh. It's very uh, depressing film. Versus, I mean, Armageddon is definitely sad and, and depressing, but there's so much fun, so much comedy, uh, so much action that you would probably watch Armageddon over Deep Impact. Deep Impact uh, is more well-respected, I think, than Armageddon. I really enjoy Deep Impact. I would probably give Deep Impact one star lower than I would give Armageddon, which I'll get into my rating in a little bit. But uh, overall, though, um, Armageddon became the highest-grossing film of 1998 and actually surpassed Steven Spielberg's Saving Private Ryan. So it is... It is good times. It had mixed reviews by, by critics. And I think in regards to rating-wise, if we're talking, let's see, Rotten Tomato-wise, the film is currently at a 41%. So, uh, and this is on Roger Ebert's Most Hated Films. Uh, he says, The movie is an assault on the eyes, the ears, the brain, common sense, and the human desire to be entertained. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> what are you going to do, right? I mean, he totally ripped on it. The movie's long. It's like two and a half hours. But uh, let's get into why I flip and love this movie. Okay, here's basically 
the the kind of the, the premise of the film now the movie had a budget of 140 million it's made 553 million there's so much that happens in this film there's no way that I can give you a, a beginning middle and end but it's basically this there's uh, the movie starts off where they're out in space and a meteor shower destroys the space shuttle which is called Atlantis and some of the parts actually come to New York City now uh, we actually have a cameo by Eddie Griffith in this film and uh, he you know you Eddie Griffin you can take him or leave him that's kinda of my attitude with this guy now one of the cool things with this scene uh, when they first show the meteors coming down after it hit the space shuttle is in one of the cabs is Mr. Cooper you know from the show Hanging with Mr. Cooper and in the back is uh, Long Duck Dong you know the guy from uh, 16 Candles uh, the, the real hilarious Chinese guy oh, good times um, so that that's kinda cool and then when the meteor shower comes down it's some excellent special effects I mean this is definitely Transformers would not be as awesome looking if it wasn't for this film. I mean, Michael and Michael Bay. I mean, let's put it this way: this movie is so good, it is been submitted and released on the Criterion Collection. Now, if you're not familiar with the Criterion Collection and you need information on it, it'd be much easier for you guys to go listen to Film and Focus on episode 44, where Jason and Danny talk about the Criterion Collection in depth. It's so much better if you hear from those guys versus me trying to explain it to you in a couple of minutes, okay? But that's the version that I'm going to be reviewing is the Criterion Collection version of Armageddon, which is more extended and is the director's cut. And the parts that have been added, I'm telling you, I really wish it would have been left in the theatrical film, but I'll get into that in a little bit. So here's the thing. After the asteroids hit, uh, NASA discovers that they're basically Texas that a Texas-sized asteroid is going to come and collide to Earth in 18 days. And it will basically wipe us out. It's an extinction event. It's, you know, as they say, the worst parts in the Bible. Now, with the military, NASA scientists, which NASA scientists is led by Dan Truman, played by Billy Bob Thornton. I have to say, this is my favorite Billy Bob Thornton film. There's not one actor in this film that phones it in. Uh, every single person brought their A game to this film, and every 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 line he says, every look that he has, every smile he has, every disgust look on his face, are perfect time. Uh, I really enjoy it. He is definitely one of the best highlights of this film. Is Billy Bob Thornton? He plays. Uh, he plays Truman so awesome. Uh, I flip and enjoy it. It's one of the reasons uh, I became such a huge fan of Billy Bob Thornton was after this film. And he's never made a really good movie after this. I mean, he's kind of, in a lot of films I watch, he's phoned it in. Uh, Monsters Ball was good, but this is the movie that I enjoy him in the most. And basically, the plan is to put a nuclear device and it has to be 800 feet within the asteroid that when ignited it would basically split the asteroid into two parts and it would safely fly past the earth and the reason why they figured this out is they get a bunch of guys together to try to do all these theories and the best part is there's this kind of Australian guy and talks about uh, Keith David he, Keith David is good times. If you've ever seen Men at Work with Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez, he's the guy that is supposed to go out with them 
and, and hang out with them. And he's the one that's kind of crazy. And uh, he, any movie I see him in, I enjoy this guy. I love this guy. He has always good times. Unfortunately, he never is. He's always a supporting role. He's never a main feature. But he is excellent. And his job is basically just to follow the president's orders. And the one guy on the president's, you know, the president's uh, group explains how they can just fire nuclear missiles at the asteroid. And the Australian guy's like, look, you don't want to listen to this guy. He got a C- minus in astrology. You want to listen to me. And the best line is when Billy Bob Thornton says, you might want to listen to this guy. He's probably he's the, he's the most smartest man on the face of the planet. And that kind of sets you up like, okay, what is he going to say? And that's when he talks about how if you put a firecracker in the palm of your hand and it blows up, what happens? Your hand gets burnt. But if you take the same firecracker, you put your hand around it, it goes off, boom, you know, and that's when the guy's like, so basically you want to blow it up from the inside, it goes exactly. And the only way to do that is you have to have an oil driller drill into the asteroid to stick the nuclear bomb in, and that's where Bruce Willis and his team come into play. So let's talk about Bruce Willis' team here. Okay, so we have Ben Affleck. Now, a lot of people hate Ben Affleck, flip and love the guy. Uh, this is the movie, first Ben Affleck movie I ever, I ever saw, and I have followed him ever since this movie. I dig Ben Affleck a lot more than most people do. Uh, I know Jason is a big fan of Ben Affleck, and, and that's a good thing, because Ben Affleck, I'll tell you, there's a lot of times where he's phoned it in. There's a lot of times where the man, you give him the right script, uh, you give him the right character, and the man can just take it to a new level and he plays AJ Frost who's basically in love with Bruce Willis's daughter and Bruce Willis is obviously the you know the main hero of the film and uh Harry Stamper is who Bruce Willis plays he is the main guy that runs the you know the oil drilling business and AJ is actually his second best um, his second best guy but when he finds out that he was sleeping with his daughter, that's when he's going to take a gun and basically shoot him. You know, and, and it's kind of a good playful scene because you don't know if he's serious or not. And that's when you kind of get the, into the introduction of all the guys. You see Michael Clark Duncan, who he plays Bear. Michael Clark Duncan, always good times. Love this guy. You, you'll know him from the Green Mile, Scorpion King. Michael Clark Duncan and... and also, him and Ben Affleck uh, are in Daredevil together. He is the kingpin in that movie. Um, and his first line is where Ben Affleck is telling him to, you know, stop Harry from getting him. And he comes right in front of Bruce Willis with this big old flipping tool. And he's like, you better get out of the way. He goes, and he puts the gun to his face. He goes, and I'm just trying to give him a man a head start. You know, good times. So then we see Steve Buscemi. Now, Steve Buscemi, uh, he's in every Adam Sandler movie. Very famous guy, real funny. He usually plays the weirdo in every film he's in. Uh, he's definitely not psychotic in this film until you get towards the end of the film. He's excellent. He's an excellent character. And his character, uh, his name is Rockhound. Now, the cool thing with this is he's actually a genius. You know, in every movie, he's either the idiot or the crazy guy. But in this film, he's actually a genius which is a nice twist. Now the next guy that they introduce you to is basically the right-hand man of Bruce Willis, Harry Stamper's character. Uh, his name is uh, Charles Chappell, or they call him Chick. He's you know, the best friend and drill team member. And his shuttle that he's going to be going to is Freedom. 
and Ben Affleck actually goes to another shuttle which is called Independence. Uh, I'll get into those in just a minute here. But uh, those are kind of the, the main guys that they'll focus on is uh, AJ, Rockhound, Chick, Bear, and Owen Wilson. Now, Owen Wilson, I've never been a fan of Owen Wilson. Uh, he's in this film. Um, a couple different scenes now in the director's cut when all the guys are basically allowed to leave a, for the day to go see their families or whatever before they go to the asteroid his character is actually at a church and he's praying for uh he's praying for his friends he's praying for that the everything goes well which they cut out of the film and it was a nice touch that they uh that they did that and uh that's basically you know after they show you all those guys and that's when um AJ actually makes a mistake um, they kind of have this character development piece where AJ thinks that he can drill further than Harry will allow him to. And he's always told that he can't do it. And, you know, that he's going to blow the transmission. And at, at first, he makes a mistake, causes the oil rig to blow up, and he gets fired. So when the NASA guys show up to basically take um, Harry and now Liv Tyler... Liv Tyler, uh, her character's name is Grace, which is uh, Bruce Willis's daughter. Now, throughout the whole movie, she calls him Harry. She doesn't call him Dad because she doesn't have any respect for him. She grew up on the oil rig, so the fact of the fact the fact that she's fallen in love with a guy on the oil rig, you know, makes him a hypocrite. You know, and they definitely work on the relationship of those two together uh, throughout the film. And uh, Liv Tyler is excellent as Grace. Um, I enjoy every second that she's on film. She's definitely charismatic. She's funny. Um, she cries at the times that you need her to cry, that kind of thing. Uh, very, very good. Excellent. Excellent. So basically, um, Harry says that, you know, when NASA shows up, that they need that he needs to come with her. He's like, you know what? You need to take my daughter with. And she's like, what do I do? So when Harry and Grace show up and when Dan, when Truman explains to them what's going on, that's when he explains to them that, you know what, you can't have these dudes go up in space and drill a hole into this asteroid because I've been doing this all my life and I'm still learning. He goes, the only reason I'm the best is because I work with the best. And he goes, if you want me to do this, I need to take my team with. He's like, I'm not going to train these guys. I want to do it myself. And that's, uh, he tells Grace that I just don't trust anybody else. So we get this really cool montage, which they play a lot of Aerosmith music in this film. Uh, and of course, you know, Liv Tyler is Steven Tyler, who's the lead singer of Aerosmith. That's his daughter. So it's kind of cool. And if you don't know, uh, Aerosmith had their first big hit from this film. Um, what happened is, is they, they created a song called I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, which I'm sure that you guys have heard this song before. But because of this song, uh, it helped get the movie really, really big. And it was, it was Aerosmith's biggest hit that they've ever had. So it was pretty cool. So they, they do play that song, but they do more of a acapella kind of style when they do play, and they don't play it until the very end of the film. But uh, during the montage, we get some Aerosmith come together. And that's when uh, NASA is trying to track down each guy to bring him. So real funny scenes that happen during this. 
And when they finally are all put together and Harry explains that, you know, we've just been asked to save the world, it's either we do it or the world blows up. They're like, you know what, let's do it. Now, one thing I wanted to talk about uh, that I missed. In the beginning of the film, after the asteroids uh, hit the space shuttle and they come to New York, one of the scariest scenes is when I watched the asteroid go through the Twin Tower. It was, and this was made prior to September 11th. It was just kind of like like a foreshadowing of what was going to happen. And when you see the aftermath of the one Twin Tower, not you know half of it gone, it was kind of scary and kind of surreal. So I just... That's one thing I, I noticed right off the bat when I saw that. It was like, wow, that is, uh, that is crazy. So basically, after all the guys have agreed that, you know what, yeah, we'll help you. We get a really cool next couple of about maybe 15, 20 minutes. Again, this movie's long. Of the training sequences of how they're going to be prepared to go up in space. And real funny stuff. They're all psychological tests or going in a jet as fast as possible up in the sky and seeing them puke and stuff. It's it just really good, excellent timing. Michael Bay is at this, you know, in this film, he's definitely mastered the comedy, the drama, the action the story it's like this is his most perfect film that i think he will ever make in my opinion this is the greatest michael bay film ever and if only every movie after this had followed the same recipe man he would be so so more he'd be so much more respected uh transformers i mean I, you guys know i love transformers but those movies are flawed and armageddon is like it's just it's so tight you know, to me, it feels like it's a very tight movie. I get the story. I get the drama. I get the action. I get everything, you know. And and Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis are definitely the biggest part of, of this. And Billy Bob Thornton. Those three together are really what help bring the emotional piece into this film. And uh, it's, it's just, it's excellent. I mean, I, I have to admit... Uh, I've never, I have never not admitted that I cried during this film, uh, and if you don't know already, uh, Bruce Willis basically, uh, at the end of the film, he is the one that sacrifices his life, which Bruce Willis has never died in any film before, kind of like Arnold. Arnold never died in any of his films except in End of Days, but that movie was not well received versus Armageddon was, and he basically sacrifices himself, and... When he what he does is he pushes AJ out of the way because AJ is supposed to stay behind, and when he pushes him out, and you know he starts crying. I'll tell you that flipping scene. Even though I know it's coming, I flip and cry every time, and it pisses me off because I'm like I'm not gonna cry. This is pointless. I know what's gonna happen, but when the music kicks in and he starts crying, and he's like, "I love you," and then Russell says, "I love you." It's like you take care of my daughter now. That's your job. It's like, man, I start crying. It, it makes me mad. So, here's the thing, guys. Um, I know that I'm right in this because of the fact this weekend. Um, one of the reasons why I didn't record Wednesday is I had my nephew come over. Uh, he's kind of, you know, kind of a house guest because his parents have gone uh, away for the week. So I told him he can hang out here. 
And I said, have you ever seen Armageddon before? He goes, isn't that the movie where Bruce Willis dies? I said, yeah. He goes, no, I've never seen it. I'm like, well, how do you know Bruce Willis dies? He goes, oh, someone told me. I said, man, that sucks. It's someone wrote it. I said, you know what? It's okay. The fact that you know that doesn't spoil anything. Um, I just want you to watch it because he loves Transformers. I said, you know, it's a Michael Bay film. Watch it. So we get we – get, to that scene I look over and the dude is flipping crying I'm like man I know I'm not the only one okay I know I'm like I'm you know I have man tears he has man tears it's cool you know we just kind of left it unsaid so when the film had ended I said okay I want your honest opinion what would you rate this film and he goes from from one to five stars what would you rate this film he goes I give a four he goes, you know what? No, four and a half. I said, four and a half? I said, okay. I said, uh, just out of curiosity, why would you not give it a five-star? He goes, because Bruce Willis died. I said, but Bruce Willis died. But I said, look at the situation, why he did. And I said, in any other movie, he's never died. And don't you think it kind of broke the tradition of the action hero you know everything's going to be okay because the action hero always lives at the end and the fact that he died don't you think that kind of changed the changed the scope of things made it better he goes now that you put it that way yeah i give it five stars i said seriously he goes yeah i said okay because here's the thing guys i can't decide if I would want to give this movie a four and a half for a five. I've been on the fence as much as possible. And keep in mind, you know, I'm definitely one of those guys that I go in, I leave my brain at the door, I have a fun time. But doing a podcast, I definitely have to be more critical. So I sat down, I wrote down notes, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this from beginning to end, and I'm going to be critical on this film. And I'll tell you, the director's cut was so good because during the scene where the guys are basically told that they can leave because see what happens is during the training uh the training is so intense that harry says you know what the guys need a way because what happens if they're so burnt out they forget the reason why they're trying to save earth that they that they screw up he goes i'm not telling you i'm I'm not asking i'm telling you they need to be away for 24 hours so each person does their own thing um chip goes to see his son uh, because he got divorced, and we get good old April O'Neil as his ex-wife, and he says, "You know, I just want to give him something. I think you're going to be proud of me uh, when you see something tomorrow. But I just want you to give something. You don't have to tell him who it is, but just don't tell him who it's from. But I just want you to give something to him." And he leaves him a little, uh, a little space shuttle. And then Steve Buscemi goes to a loan shark, gets a hundred grand, and goes to hang out with strippers and stuff. And most of the guys go along with them, which is kind of funny. Um, but Bruce Willis, in in the Criterion Collection version, he goes to see his dad, and his dad, you know, he's very rich. I mean, you can tell that Bruce Willis is rich because of the fact he he owns his own company. He put five million dollars into it. He mentions that in the beginning of the film. But when he's having to talk with his dad, one of the things he said is that, you know, how he was having problems with grace. And his dad says, God gave us children so we could have roses in December. And I said, man, that is an excellent line. And I actually posted it on Facebook yesterday because I'm going to use that line from now on because it makes so much sense. And uh, that scene cut out um, actually comes into play later on in the film. But it was a real nice touching scene, and that's also the scene where you see Owen Wilson go to church to pray for his friends, which they cut out as well. And 
when uh, the guys get together the next day, uh, each one is split off. You have, uh, as I said before, you have Ben Affleck on the Independence shuttle, and you have Bruce Willis, and uh, Bruce Willis is on the Freedom. You have Ben on the Independence, and you have Michael Clark Duncan Bear. He's on Independence. He's on the same one as Ben Affleck. And Owen Wilson is on Independence, the same one as Ben Affleck and Bear. And the reason why they have two shuttles is they have two different shuttles uh, teams going up to the space, you know, to the asteroid. Um, they have the equipment that they need. They have two of them, you know, just in case one something goes wrong with one, they have the other, which is one reason. And each of the leaders of the spacecraft are flipping off. So we have Colonel Sharp. Uh, played by William Fitchner. He is the commander of the Freedom, which is part of Bruce Willis' team. I love this guy. Um, he's usually a secondary character. If you've ever seen Drive Angry recently with Nicolas Cage, he was the guy that was going after Nicolas Cage. But he is excellent. He's at first all about you know rules and how you guys are the worst thing to ever happen to us, the worst thing NASA ever did, and eventually will turn around to be on to be on our side, not following the president's orders. Um, when both teams take off to go to the uh, asteroid, probably we spend a good half hour of various things happening. Everything from they go to space, they actually go to refuel at a Russian space station, which the Russian space station guy is absolutely hilarious. This guy is so funny, so just absolutely he's probably the the shining light of the film I mean a lot of people are shining light of the film but he's kind of like he's played by Peter Stormar um, which if you've ever seen Constantine he is basically the devil at the end of the film and he is played his name is um, Lev is what they call him in the film and uh, when they go to the Russian space station to refuel a lot of problems happen and it actually blows up at some point and when they go to land um, they get hit in an asteroid field after they leave the Russian space station and Ben Affleck's team uh, independence is taken down a lot of people die and they think and Harry and the rest of the guys think that they're dead throughout the film the only ones that survive are AJ Bear and uh, the Russian guy uh, Owen Wilson dies on there and a couple other guys and uh, of course Liv Tyler starts to cry you know at this point and that's when kind of the emotions start to kick in with the music and stuff so when what happens is though where things go bad when they actually land on the asteroid they land 27 miles past the destination which means uh, Steve Buscemi comes on and says you know what I'm a flipping genius I know this and you landed us on a plate an iron plate and the reason why we were supposed to land on a certain spot is because that was the easiest place to drill. But the place you landed us is an iron plate. So, of course, they break all their drill bits. They're supposed to be at 200 feet uh, within the hour. They only hit 56. And problems start to where the government on the Earth is going to blow up the nuclear bomb. Because, you know what? We're going to lose connection in five minutes. 
we need to remote detonate. And that's when Keith David, which also, if you ever seen John Carpenter's They Live, he's the guy with Rowdy Piper. Abs- that's another excellent movie, by the way. But he's forced from the president to do the nuclear bomb, and you get Billy Bob throwing his guys that, that shut the bomb off just in time, you know, kind of thing. Um, but the scenes that are really excellent are between Harry and Colonel Sharp, because... You know, he's trying to tell him, look, why would you listen to people who are 100,000 miles away? You know, there's not a single depth that I've never been able to shoot for that I've never been able to get. I swear to God, I will make 800 feet. He goes, let's not shut this bomb off. Let's shut this bomb off. Let's not blow up. We're all going to die. And you know what? Uh, with with 30 seconds left, they they take apart the bomb and they cut the wire uh, just in time with two seconds left. And that's when Harry gets on the phone and says, you know what, guys, screw you. We're here to to drill a hole, and you're not going to stop us. So I, my only nitpick of the film, and you know what, I'm not even sure it's valid, is during that scene where they have one minute, and that's when Harry and Colonel Sharp are having a discussion on how I swear to God, I'll bake 800 feet. Why are you listening to somebody out here? You can't take us up here to kill us. And you know, and and you see Chip counting down 40 seconds. So by the 30 second mark, they've decided that okay, we're gonna we're gonna cut the wire. So within 30 seconds, they're able to grab screwdriver, undo the screws, take out all the wires, and then find the wires and then cut it with two seconds left. That was kind of like, uh, I don't know if that would really happen, but at the same time, I think it would because they're showing you the clock as they're doing all this stuff. So it's kind of like you are you don't have to disbelieve too much there. But as I said, that's my only nitpick, and at the same time, I go along with it. So, um, so basically, you spend the rest of the film them trying to dig the hole and at uh, some at one point freedom loses their um, their drill their armadillo as they call it it gets blown up into space because the asteroid basically is getting pissed off the gas explodes and it goes up in space and they say you know what time to call earth give them the bad news and that's when people uh they do that's when the michael bay slow scenes start to come in where people are running to shelter and people are praying that it's the end of the world and stuff and you see new york city with the guy holding up sign saying the end is here there's no car there's no people in sight just cars everywhere and uh, when finally Ben Affleck and uh, and Michael Clark Duncan and the Russian, they are in the armadillo that they had left on their spaceship, and they are it takes them a while, but they're able to find the rest of the crew, and they're like, "Aren't you happy to see me?" And they have this running gag about five words: "I will never, you know, I'll never do that again." And you know when uh, AJ says it to Harry earlier in the film about well hey you you fired me and uh i just want to hear you say the five words aj you know i'm sorry i'm insecure you know he does this running gag and it's like 50 words he goes well i guess that's more like uh you know 11 words but when he actually does show up he goes i got five words for aj damn good to see you boy he goes that's six words you know so that's when we get the whole um aj is gonna drill and Harry's telling him you need to back off because during the training sequence, AJ was telling his team to keep drilling and that and the, the 
NASA was telling him, you're going to blow the transmission. And the computer said he blew the transmission. He got yelled at. And that's when he goes, you know what? He goes, that machine is wrong. The machine you built would be able to do it. And that's when Harry, and when Harry's like, you know what? They don't need heroes. You know, you're going to, you're going to get everybody killed. So this is where that storyline comes into play where Harry's telling him you need to back off. He goes, if you're ever going to trust me, you need to do it now. This is the time you need to trust me. And he says, go ahead. And he does it. He makes 800 feet. And they get the, uh, they're about ready to put the nuke in there. But they had this big old storm shower that hits, which, of course, damages the nuclear missile. Which, that's the reason why uh, the nuclear missile is still active, but it cannot detonate now. It cannot be remote detonated. It has to be manually detonated. So, that's when they said, you know what, we got to draw straws. And Ben Affleck is the one that pulls the short straw. And when Harry's like, I'll take him down. And when he takes him down, that's when he pushes him back in. They're in like this elevator, so they both go out of the elevator. And he says, "You know what? Just give Grace my love. Tell her I'll always be with her." And Harry just looks, looks down, grabs AJ, he like pulls this like hose out of him so he can't breathe. Throws it back in the elevator, closes it. He said, "Give this to Sharp because um, Billy Bob Thornton's character is kind of is, he can't walk. He has like these braces on his feet, and he said he always wanted to be." up in the up in the air and have the little patch you know that says that you're part of the team that can go on a space shuttle he rips off his patch and says give this a sharp he goes you know your job is to take care of my little girl and that's when we get the crying and the i love you he's just like um i'd be damn proud to have you marry gracie i've always thought of you as a son i love you and you know he starts crying and i start crying and oh it's just it's a very emotional scene it really sucks because i know what's coming i'm like i ain't gonna cry i'm not gonna wuss out i'm not gonna have man tears and i flip and do every time pisses me off but it happens every time and here's the thing i purposely don't watch armageddon a lot okay because of the fact i maybe watch it once a year because i i always want to have that emotional connection to film because you know if you watch the same movie emotionally you're kind of become numb that's probably why i love armageddon so much is because i only watch it maybe once uh once or once a year or maybe once every two years so that way emotionally i'm still invested in the film i still laugh at the same parts and that's the thing i still laugh at the same parts i still uh you know i'm still amazed by the same action scenes and so much action happens that i literally always see something new every single time because the stuff that happens on the asteroid you kind of get overwhelmed with the stuff that happens and uh it's it's always a good time to revisit it so basically um harry's like you know what uh it's such a smart thing to do but uh one of the lines that i really love that harry does throughout the film is he goes you know come on god uh give us just a little help and you hear steve buscemi say I think we're close enough. God can hear us, you know. And he's always saying little comments to God because he, being on the asteroid, he's so close. And you know, he's just like, "Boy, did I do a good one today," you know. And the guys are gonna take off. And uh, before before he blows up the asteroid, he calls down and talks to Grace and just says, 
you know, I lied to you. The promise that I made of coming back, I'm going to have to break that promise. And that's when she's like, I lied to you too. When I said I never wanted to be like you, I'm, you know, I'm so proud of you. And I, all I want to do is be like you. And, you know, they say their goodbyes and how he said how he couldn't have done it without AJ and AJ saved us. And it, he just talks about everybody on the ship. And it's just a real good emotional scene. And when they take off and basically the asteroid does another shower, it's like, okay, Harry, press the button. You only have 10 seconds left. And uh, one of the lines that I love the most that AJ says is, you know, that's not, you know, we don't need to go back for Harry. Harry doesn't know how to fail. I love that line because that's true. The whole, the whole thing, Harry, Harry is the main guy, you know, and when he pushes the button and explodes, uh, we actually have a, a happy ending because they go back to earth and, uh, AJ's with, with grace and you see him kiss and get married and then they show you the picture of Bruce Willis and all the guys that died and then they play the Aerosmith song. It's even though Bruce Willis dies, it's still a happy ending because of what happened. So here's the thing, guys. Right off the bat, I always say it's a four and a half star film. But when I watched it yesterday, I'm just like, what's wrong with this film? I got to find something wrong with it. And the only thing I found was the countdown thing. I'm just like, I don't see, you know, maybe because I'm naive and I don't know about NASA and uh, asteroid blowing up. And would you really use a, a, an oil driller team to blow up an asteroid but I have to for me I give this movie five stars because to me the movie's perfect you know every character every actor doesn't phone it in everybody does their job perfectly uh, nobody's annoying every even the bad guys aren't bad guys because Keith David is just found the orders of the president but even he's a likable a likable guy because of the fact he's just following orders and uh and this is definitely Ben Affleck, my favorite Ben Affleck film because of the fact he's he's comedic when he needs to be, but he's very serious and uh, it's just excellent. Michael Clark Duncan's awesome. Steve Buscemi's awesome. Everybody is just the story is great. I I'm totally in, in totally into this film. I go along with it. I never question, well, would this really happen? Because you don't really know what happens. It's not like we know an asteroid is going to come and hit the Earth. So it's just the film, guys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, on a critical point of view, I'm sure people, on a critical point of view, people are going to be like, how could you give this five-star film? But you know what? I really enjoyed this film. I really had fun. I didn't find any problems with it. You know, hate me for it if you all you want, but it's true. I really flip and love this movie. And, you know, Die Hard is definitely, and I mean, Die Hard's an excellent film, and probably most people would consider that a perfect film. For me, this is a perfect film, and this is the only perfect film I think Michael Bay will ever do in his career. Because at this, after this movie, that's when you started seeing the action take over the story. Action take over the story. And, and you know, as much as I love the Transformer movies, you guys know that I, I never gave it a, a perfect film rating. So that's my review of Armageddon, guys. Is It's flipping amazing. I love it. And even though I told you the ending, go watch it for yourself. And if the movie is on the Criterion Collection, that obviously means that my points are valid and why I think this is a perfect film. So go check it out. Go check out the Film and Focus episode on the Criterion Collection. And uh, 
And that and that's basically it, guys. Now let me go through as I did with my other action hero guys real quick uh, on on Bruce Willis films. Um, again, like I said, Bruce Willis, amazing, love the guy. He's my second favorite action hero. Now the earlier films I haven't seen, but a lot of these I have, and I'll just give you a real quick um, real quick lowdown. All right, so here we go with the Bruce Willis films. So uh, these ones I haven't seen the, right in the beginning. The First Deadly Sin, The Verdict, The Guru Comes, Blind Date, The Return of Bruno, Sunset. Uh, then we get Die Hard 1988. Now Die Hard, uh, for me, is four and a half. Um, if someone were to give it a five-star perfect film rating, I would not argue that one bit. I could totally see why someone would give it five stars because, I mean, Die Hard is definitely iconic. I actually enjoy Die Hard 2 uh, more than I enjoy Die Hard. So for me, I give Die Hard uh, four and a half. Um, then the next movie would be that uh, Adequate, In Country. Haven't seen those. Look Who's Talking. Uh, the first one is the best. The rest of them suck. So Look Who's Talking is definitely a three and a half. Uh, Die Hard 2 for me is between a four and a half and a five. I, I switch off and on because I do see some problems like with the stuntman kind of stuff. So I'm like, ah, that kind of brings it down a little bit for me. But it can fluctuate between a four and a half and a five with Die Hard 2. Look who's talking two, two stars. Bonfire, The Vanities, uh, haven't seen it. Mortal Thoughts, uh, three stars. Hudson Hawk, I don't enjoy this movie as most people. I give it two and a half. Um, Billy Bathgate, haven't seen it. The Last Boy Scout, four and a half. Love this movie. Absolutely hilarious. The one-liners are epic. The story is great. Damon Wayans is amazing in this film. Four and a half all the way. The Player, haven't seen. Death Becomes are pretty good. Three and a half. Loaded Weapon 1, he plays John McClane. Uh, real funny movie. I'm not a big spoof person, but I actually do like Loaded Weapon 1, so I give it three and a half. Striking Distance, uh, three and a half. North, haven't seen. Color of Night, uh, two stars. I didn't like this movie at all. Pulp Fiction, uh, I give Pulp Fiction overall uh, four, four stars for Pulp Fiction. Good stuff. Uh, Nobody's Fool, haven't seen it. Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, this one drops to uh, three and a half. Um, I really enjoy it, but it's not as awesome as Die Hard 2. Uh, four Rooms. Uh, I really enjoy Four Rooms. Overall, I would give Four Rooms four stars. Uh, absolutely great, hilarious uh, movie. Uh, I enjoy I enjoy all the rooms. The last room, though, is kind of weird. But overall, uh, it's the it's the Antonio Banderas room that saves us for me so it, it's good time and the Robert Rodriguez stuff it's just I think that's uh, yeah the Antonio Banderas room because Robert Rodriguez did the Antonio Banderas room so that's my favorite um, we have 12 Monkeys I do not like this movie at all unfortunately I probably have to revisit it because when I watched it I wasn't in a good environment that I was watching it in but uh, 12 Monkeys maybe 3 stars uh, Last Man Standing I haven't seen Beavis and Buddy Do America hilarious movie uh, three and a half. Fifth Element I would give this movie four and a half if it wasn't for Chris Tucker I can't stand Chris Tucker this guy drops the movie for me three and a half I can't give it any higher than that because of Chris Tucker the first from the beginning to Chris Tucker everything is like a four and a half and then when I get to Chris Tucker it drops a star so it's three and a half overall 
Uh, the Jackal, I haven't seen. Mercury Rising, really good. Four stars. Armageddon, obviously you know. The Siege, haven't seen it. Breakfast of Champions, haven't seen it. The Sixth Sense, four and a half stars, no doubt about it. Story of Us. Man, this movie is super sad. I've only saw it once. Uh, probably four stars. The whole nine yards, uh, two and a half. Disney's The Kid, good movie, three and a half. Unbreakable, really, really good, four stars. Bandits, haven't seen. Hearts War, which Bandits, he does with Billy Bob Thornton again, which is good. Hearts War, haven't seen. Grand Champion, uh, Tears of the Sun, great movie, four stars. Rugrats Go Wild, eh, two stars. Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, one star. Hold 10 yards. Uh, I don't know. I think this one is maybe two stars. Ocean's 12, haven't seen. Hostage, excellent movie, has been fostering at four and a half. Sin City, four and a half. Uh, Alpha Dog, haven't seen. 16 Blocks, really, really good, three and a half. Uh, Fast Food Nation, haven't seen. Long Number 11, haven't seen. Over the Hedge, excellent film, four stars. Astronaut Farmer, haven't seen. Perfect Stranger, pretty good, three and a half. Grindhouse, uh, not as awesome as Death Proof. Grindhouse, I'd probably give two and a half. Nancy Drew, haven't seen. Live Free or Die Hard. Okay, I I actually dig this movie a lot more than most people do. Uh, I would give Live Free or Die Hard three, three and a half, possibly. Um, but only the director's cut, not the PG-13 version. Um... What just happened? Haven't seen Assassination of the High School President. Haven't seen Surrogates. Eh, three and a half. It was all right. Cop Out, one star. The Expendables, uh, that goes between four, four and a half all the time for me. Red. Red is amazing. Flippin' love this movie. Easily between four and a half to five stars. Red is so flippin' good. The story, the John Malkovich is amazing. The actors, everybody does a phoning in. Uh, Easy, easily four and a half, um, possible five. I mean, that one would fluctuate. Catch 44, I haven't seen. Set up, cold light of day. Lay a favorite, haven't seen. G.I. Joe 2, obviously haven't seen. And uh, that's it, guys. That's my that's my Bruce Willis action tribute hero series review. So, uh, Armageddon, go check it out. It's amazing. Flip and love it. So let's go ahead and get into the uh, music spotlight. Okay, now me for Aerosmith. I uh, love Aerosmith. They have a lot of great, great classics. Uh, but from this movie, I have to say I don't want to miss a thing. It's probably one of my least favorite Aerosmith songs. I just I, I get why people like it, but it's just not my thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just there's something about it. I'm just like, ugh, I just don't get why it was so flippin' big it's just it's kind of mediocre song to me unfortunately um but if you were to say i love this song i wouldn't say oh you're stupid or whatever i'd be like oh that's cool i can see why you like it just for me it's just i just don't dig it too much so here's the thing i'm gonna play aerosmith because armageddon is full of aerosmith theme song music you know in the background that kind of thing but i'm going with my favorite aerosmith song and you would think it'd be dream on but it doesn't sound like aerosmith because you know it doesn't sound like steven tyler until the scream so here's the song that i'm picking now probably not the greatest theme song but the song itself is amazing and it's janie's got a gun okay this song i've always loved since this is the song that made me love it Aerosmith. Uh, the video is amazing. If you don't know what the song's about, it's about this dad that, uh, you know, basically 
sexually abuses his daughter and no one will believe her and she uses a gun and kills her dad. It, it's a very sad song, no doubt about it. Very, very sad. Uh, I, I would hope and pray this would never happen to anybody, but it does. It's a reality. And uh, the song is just, you know, at the time it came out, was just kind of, wow, I can't believe that someone went there and wrote a song about it. You know, it's a very influential song. You know what I'm saying? So I really, really love this song. Uh, it's amazing. It's my favorite Aerosmith song, so I'm going to play that for you. Uh, but before I do, I just want to just say that uh, I did get a new iTunes review this week, and I also lost the Facebook page person so that's kind of funny i gain an itunes review and i lose a facebook fan but what are you gonna do right not too much so i'm instead of 20 i'm down to 19 but oh well so here's the thing i got uh itunes review thank you so much because again itunes reviews are so huge it comes from uh larry uh catalito and uh, I'm sorry, sir, if I said your last name wrong. But his uh, title says Nostalgia. And he gives me five stars. Thank you, sir. It says, this guy brings back your childhood. Exclamation point. Thank you, sir. I am so happy that you gave me an iTunes review. And uh, it's true. You know, as much as I love, um, you know, I, again, I love the 80s. I love the 90s. I love the 2000s. I love the newer movies. But, you know, I'm going to keep bringing the classics to you. I'm going to keep bringing the new movies to you. You know, I just I want to talk about the movies that not every podcast in the world is going to talk about. They're going to I want to pick a movie that I really enjoy, that I think you'll enjoy, that I think most people have seen or well, that I think most people have seen but people haven't reviewed. Kind of like DC Cab. You know, I just asked if anybody's seen DC Cab and uh, you know, people have, but it's like, you know, that's a movie that I don't think anybody's really reviewed before and that being the kind of movie that I'd want to review so and and the newer movies that come out if I don't think it's show worthy I'll definitely want to review it on either the YouTube page or uh, or on the Facebook page so when I get the whole YouTube thing set up I'll let you guys know um, but uh, if you want to email in it's sweetdelaypodcastyahoo.com I'm on Twitter at, I'm on Twitter at STL Podcast. Um, check out my buddies and friends, uh, Jason over at uh, Flicks, Show Me to Winston, Film and Focus, uh, Shadowy Flight. Uh, check out uh, Ty on the um, – he just was on the Crossroads Live episode that happened last night towards the end of the episode. Hilarious. But he's back with Doomcast and he's back with uh, the projection booth. So go check out Ty. It's great to have him back. Go check out my girl Stars. Uh, she is the host of the Crossroads podcast dedicated to the hit TV show Supernatural, the greatest TV show on TV right now. Uh, that show is back in, That show is back in full force, uh, season seven. So the podcast is back as well. So go check them out. And, uh, and that's pretty much it, guys. I... Uh, We'll catch you next time when I review the first movie in the horror event. And I'm not sure which one I'm doing first. Um, I'm going to try to get The Crow in there as early as possible. But if that doesn't work out, um, for sure, either Halloween or Silver Bullet will be coming to you uh, during the month of October. So this is it. Taking a break from the Action Hero Tribute Series. And uh, it's been great. I'm glad you guys came, checked it out. And uh, you guys take care. And this is Masoonasan.
Just begun. Everybody is on the 